to Kinks and Beats Daily. I'm your host, Tony Fry. This is episode 194. We are getting even closer to our 200th episode, and I thank you all for downloading and um, staying with us for the last year while we've explored every single song in the Kinks and Beatles and solo artists' expansive catalogs. We're not even close to being done, but uh, I hope you guys are sticking around for the for the long haul. Uh, before we get started, if you haven't done so already, make sure to swing by. If you're on the Twitters, follow us at Kinks and Beats. If you're on the Facebooks, join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash Kinks and Beats. Um, if you want to talk to me, leave me a voicemail, 925-494-1739, or send me an email, kinksandbeats at herohabit.com. Um, and if you'd like to give us a Christmas gift that will keep the lights on and keep ads off of this podcast, you can swing by herohabit.com and uh, contribute $4 a month. You can cancel at any time, but uh, $4 a month will, goes a long way and uh, will help ensure that this podcast keeps going into the future. Enough of that, though. Today we are talking about the song Moments, and I'm going to wager that a lot of you have never heard this song, especially if you listen to this podcast because you're more of a Beatles fan and you're kind of interested in exploring the kinks. You probably have not heard this song. Uh, it was released March 26, 1971 on the Percy soundtrack, and then on April 2nd, 1971 on a Percy EP that also included God's Children, The Way Love Used to Be, and Dreams. We talked about this EP. Um, Ray Davies thought that there was some songs that people would like to hear, but that, uh, you know, they don't want to spend all the money on LPs all the time. So he put together this EP with just the four songs that I guess he thought were the, the best songs off the Percy soundtrack. And there you have it. That's, that's, that's what this is. And I really think this is a beautiful King song. And if it weren't for the Percy soundtrack, we may never have heard it. I mean, think about it. What album at this time does this song fit on? It's certainly too lush for the straight-ahead rock Lola album, and it doesn't fit on Muswell Hillbillies, which is a more old-fashioned country album. So where do you put this this song? And when you think of the the just the archives full of music that has come out in the years since, you know, once they started releasing on CD, all this bonus material that has come out that just got shelved for 30, 40, 50 years. This song very easily could have been one of those things and just ended up as a bonus somewhere had they not provided the soundtrack to the Percy film. Um, Because on a soundtrack album, you can throw on some things that wouldn't really work on a regular album. You are not burdened by having to write a Kinks album. You are burdened with having to write an album or a a selection of songs, not even an album. You are burdened with having to write a selection of songs that support the film thematically, musically, you know, stylistically, however. And that's your gig. That's the job. You've been commissioned to do that. You are not writing a Kinks album. So when you have that freedom, you can explore different styles or different things that you wouldn't normally do on one of your own records. I think that's, it worked out well um, for the kinks on this album. 
The song opens with some guitar parts. Sounds like a normal King song. Nothing crazy there. And then when Ray's vocal enters, the focus becomes, it moves away from electric guitars and, and, or, and acoustic guitars to electric keyboards. And at this point, it still sounds like a normal King song. Um, but when the chorus hits, we are greeted with a lush string arrangement that we're not used to hearing on a Kinks album. Not like this. And, and the string arrangement kind of gets more lush and more beautiful as the song goes on. And on top of this beautiful arrangement is a real gem of a melody from Ray. Like strip everything else away. Just listen. Like I would love to hear Ray demoing this with just him on an acoustic guitar or piano, whatever he wrote this song on. Just him and, and one instrument doing it. Because the melody on this is really, really gorgeous. Um, the guitar solo doesn't sound like a characteristic Kinks guitar solo. And if I were to point, because I know he's a fan, if I were to point to one song in the Kinks catalog that would have potentially inspired Jeff Tweedy's guitar sound, he's from Wilco. It may be this one. This guitar solo sounds like it could have been um, on any Wilco song of this kind of style, like this this speed and everything. And it sounds like it's double tracked. It might be a guitar effect, but to me it sounds like it's double tracked. And Dave's doing like this weird vibrato that he doesn't usually do. Um, and the tone of it uh, is, is a very clean tone. It to me, it sounds like Jeff Tweedy based his entire uh, guitar style off of this one song. And now, if you are familiar with Tweedy, and you're familiar with this song, you may never hear it the same way. And I'm, I'm, I apologize. I guess I don't. I don't really care. Uh, I saw Jeff Tweedy once with uh, like he was just solo. He had. I forget who he had as his opening act, but he was just a solo and he came out for his encore and did uh, God by John Lennon and Oklahoma USA by the Kings. So I know he is in, you know, in the deep grass with uh, the Kings catalog. So it's not beyond the, the realm of possibility that this song actually was an inspiration to him. All that said, I don't know when this became a Wilco podcast, I guess that's the next project we have to do after this is done in 700 episodes. Uh, all that to say, Dave's guitar solo on this, it's gorgeous. It's simple. It's pretty short. It kind of almost acts more as an interlude in, as opposed to a, a full-on solo, but it's it's beautiful. The EP, surprisingly, or not surprisingly, d- didn't do anything on the charts in the UK or the US. Um and I say not surprisingly because we've just come off of the success of Lola and Ape Man. Uh, and nothing on this EP really capitalizes on that on that sound or the popularity of those tracks. Uh, Percy's a strange album. Because if you take it chronologically in the catalog, it doesn't really... It almost feels like a step back. We've got Lola, we've got Arthur, and then we've got Lola... And we've got Percy, and then we've got Muswell Hillbillies. And and Percy almost sounds like a 1971 version of what they were doing during, like, Village Green. So chronologically, it, it doesn't 
flow. But then again, Muswell Hillbillies doesn't really flow either. And that's one of my favorite albums of all time. Um, but it still sounds like a Kinks album of the era. A lot of this doesn't sound like it's of the era. Um, and there's a bit of filler on it. Let's be honest. It's 100% understandable. It was intended to be underscore. So getting an instrumental version of Lola, that's filler. If this was a Kinks album, you'd be like, really? An instrumental version of Lola? But it was intended to be incidental music in a film. You know? So like it still works. There some of the quote unquote filler is still cool stuff, you know, a lot of instrumentals and things like that. And some of it really showcases what a good band they were. Um, but it's still filler. It's instrumental stuff. And but of the of the properly finished songs, I'm talking about songs that have flushed out arrangements and and lyrics and you know melodies and stuff that weren't just jams in the studio. There are some real gems and some of Ray's best work of the era is on these somewhat obscure songs. You know, just doing the research for this episode, I probably listened to moments a dozen times. And as a songwriter, this is one of those songs that I feel like I could write, but I probably never will. It feels simple. It feels um, like it's one of those things that's kind of like in the collective consciousness that we've all got one of these songs in us, but I'm never going to write. I mean, the, the melody, the way the melody kind of floats over these chord progressions is incredible. And coming in at just under three minutes, I wish it had a little bit more to it. Just give me 30 more seconds. I don't know what you'd put. I don't want a longer guitar solo. The solo we get is perfect. I don't need another verse. You know, maybe a key change in, a, in another chorus. I don't know. You just want more. And that's the mark of a good song, honestly. Every time I listen to it, I enjoy it more. And of all the songs we've discussed so far on this podcast, this may be the one song that folks will discover for the first time and fall in love with it. You know, I've had some people call or email me and say, oh, you know, I didn't know that George Harrison, solo George Harrison song before, and and now it's one of my favorite George Harrison songs. That's cool. Um, But I think this is going to be one that a lot more people haven't heard. And like I said, especially the folks that listen to this podcast, mostly for the other band, um, that are just kind of getting their feet wet in the kinks. And I know that's a lot of you. I think this is going to be uh, a treat. If you haven't heard it, be sure to subscribe to our playlist on Spotify. And you can hear it randomly when you're doing other things because we put all the songs that we cover on this podcast on the one playlist as they're, as the episodes are going coming out so that you can listen to it before you listen to me talk about it. So it's fresh in your head because I don't sing every single song or play the guitar part for every single song. Um, But it's good, you know, just to have a refresher on some of these tunes that maybe you haven't listened to in quite a while. I feel like we've had a week of dud episodes. I mean, thanks for downloading anyway, but, you know, since last week, we've had a lot of uh, episodes, a lot of songs that I've had some kind of criticism of, which I guess is good, you know, like nobody wants to listen to me just go, good song, next. But uh, when this one came up as the next tune to cover, because like we talked about, they're all it's all random. 
uh, I was pretty happy because I, I don't really have, I don't have a, a negative thing to say about this one. This is just a quality pop song. And it's not like anything that we've heard on any other Kinks records. Um, it's just a very, it's a very well-written quality pop song. And sometimes that's all you want. Sometimes I want to rock. Sometimes I just want a well-crafted pop song. What are your thoughts? If you've never heard this before, when you went to Spotify to listen to it, what was your first reaction? I want to hear about it. Give me a call, 925-494-1739, and, uh, or email me or whatever. But if you leave me a voicemail, I can actually play that voicemail on the podcast, and it's your voice telling it instead of me just reading the email. I'm interested to hear some feedback on this one. I don't know why this song is really sticking out to me this uh, more than others have. I th- maybe it's because it's been a week of duds, but uh, this is a good one. All right. Make sure that you are subscribed and that you leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and uh, keep listening and I'll keep talking about this great music. Take care, guys. This podcast is presented by the Hero Habit Podcast Network. Swing by HeroHabit.com today to comment on this episode and poke around our growing database of sports and pop culture news, reviews, and collectibles. HeroHabit.com. Collect your heroes.